What's the dirtiest word in decorating? Listen in to find out. Hey, everybody. As summer is upon us, we are going to be sprinkling in some best of decorating tips and tricks episodes. We do these each year. And I think you guys actually really enjoy bringing back some of the best of episodes. And it also gives our new listeners an opportunity to catch up and hear all the good stuff that came before they found us. So we hope that you enjoy this best of episode. Without further ado... This is Decorating Tips and Tricks. Fresh budget decorating ideas. So what's the dirtiest word in in decorating? Budget. Nobody Mm. likes it. Everybody's Mm. got one. But I think you can think about it in a different way. And we'll talk about that that today. And we're also going to give you some really great ideas of uh, new ways to freshen up your decorating on a budget. And um, we've got some crushes and some other great things coming your way. So here to get started. Well, I, you know, we're not, yes, I mean, we don't really love budget budgets, but you know, their reality. And so I think it's just something we have to work around and you and I are used to working around them. Yeah. And you know, the thing is just like everything in life, it's really the way you look at it. It's your perspective, right? So if you think about the word budget, we say it's the dirtiest word in decorating because it's just not a nice word. It's a limiting word, right? Mm -hmm. So if you don't think about it like a budget, if you think about oh, I'm going to be smart in my decorating. I'm going to be creative in my decorating. I'm going to enjoy the thrill of a deal. I'm going to get the best value. I'm going to put my money where it counts and save elsewhere. If you think about it in those positive ways and put that positive spin on it, and that's your perspective when you're approaching your budget, then it feels better, doesn't it? Of course. And you brought up something very important, and I find that this happens over and over again. It's the rule of budget decorating. It forces you to be creative. It's, you know, necessity is the mother of invention, and a budget is the mother of creativity. If you have a budget, you have to be creative, you're going to, it just forces you to really consider some ideas that you might not have thought of. And I think that's when I really get my best ideas. And that's when I see some of the best ideas out there in other blogs and other places. So it's not all bad. Yeah, I so agree. I mean, I almost, if I, if I had a limitless budget, I think I would just even sort of uh, make one lazy. Well, I think I would make one up because I think it it does force you to, you know, I would say, oh, well, I really want to buy a yacht. So I better, you know, really just get subway tile, you know, something like that. Mm -hmm. You know, I think I would force myself to work within certain confines. And by extension, this is why I enjoy renovating, transforming, restoring already existing houses, particularly old houses rather than a new build. I've done a new build and while I enjoyed it. 
it's almost like the universe was too big. You know, it, you could do anything. So mm -hmm. why not, you know, make more square footage or why not just do it this way or why do it that way? And so it was, it was kind of in the vastness of it, it was harder, but it was so much easier because you weren't forced to be creative. So here's when, if you have an older house and it's like, oh, well, this is the floor plan and I, you know, and I don't, I can't take the wall down or so how am I going to make this work? Or, you know, which wall do I take down to, to make the kitchen bigger within the confines of the footprint, these sorts of things. So that's kind of the way I think about a budget, just like you're saying, it's a bit of a challenge. And so it, forces your creativity to really kick into high gear. And so I think it's kind of fun, actually. All right, well, let's get started. And uh, one of my favorite tips is to go to thrift stores and flea markets to find some vintage furniture. Right now, we've got the Round Top Antique Show going on, which is a great place to go find some some nice things. So that's that's one thing that you can do is to go to and vintage often you know, a vintage piece of furniture is often cheaper than something new. Uh, it might need to be painted or something, but, uh, you know, I think that's a great way to go. So that's, that's my first tip. How about you? Oh, yeah. I mean, most of my house is thrifted or mm -hmm. definitely vintage or hand-me-downs or something like that. Um, a tip with respect to that and really any type of home decor or restoration shopping that you'd be doing is familiarize yourself with what things cost because oh, you don't great know. idea yeah you don't know if you're getting a good deal or that's a smart buy or whether it's the best value for your money if you really don't know what it should cost in the open market so you can apply mm -hmm. this to uh vintage pieces or i mean i've seen you know, just even take what a simple piece of decor, you know, transferware plates or something like that. You can even within the same flea market have wildly different prices for a very similar item. So you have to understand what it, the value is. And that this can be applied to tile. This can be applied to flooring, any type of item that you might be adding. It could also be applied to work being done at your house. Um, so. With it's an item, search online, go to home renovation places, go to vintage places, go wherever this item is that you're interested in and just look around. And so basically do your, uh, you know, on, you know, on site sort of research, research it online as well. And then with that, of course, you have to take into consideration freight and delivery and shipping and all that stuff. And with respect to, uh, labor work being done, get a number of estimates. I just got an estimate for some new clients and they want to do their garage over into sort of a family room, very similar to what I did here, but no bathroom, no laundry room, really pretty simple. I almost passed out when I got this estimate from this new person who I had heard was did great work. Well, it's great that he does great work. But I mean, really, it's putting up some sheetrock and, and, you know, kind of some molding and doing some insulation work. I, I almost passed out with what this guy's estimate was. Wow. But if I didn't know that, if this was my first rodeo, I would have been like, okay, well, then I guess, mm -hmm. you know, you know, we can't go on vacation this year, you know, or I guess, you know, this family can't get the windows we were talking about doing, you know, so, but it, it should not cost what this man's asking, but I, they wouldn't know that 
I know that because I've done it before and I've done my research. So be the person that's done the research. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And people ask me all the time, what should this piece of furniture cost? And it's hard for me to answer because it really does depend on your particular area. And yes, pricing on furniture varies wildly depending on what country you're in or if you're in the U.S., what state you're in, what regional area you're in. It varies a lot what's going to be available. It's supply and demand. I mean, at the end of the day, supply and demand and the supply and demand varies differently depending on where you live. So that is something to keep in mind. And what you mentioned, Kelly, about doing some research before you're hiring someone, absolutely get a couple of estimates. Uh, Price isn't the only thing. I would definitely make sure that the person has very good uh, references. And I like looking on next door because these are people that are your neighbors uh, because the Google reviews are great, but some they can be uh, cooked. You know, people can put up fake reviews, but on Nextdoor, it has to be someone in your area or they can't post. So, you know, I like checking on Nextdoor. And then if they have references, it's always good to call them and ask lots of questions. I mean, before I chose my builder, I called every one of his references and we had a long chat, which was, and I called his banker too. So, wow. (laughs) I mean, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I called everybody. Wow. His banker. That's so Well, he gave me the reference. So of course I called. So yeah. No, he was great. He was oh great. I'm so glad I did my research because he was a fabulous builder and I had confidence about that going in from the beginning. So that's definitely something to keep in mind. Okay. So on to the next tip is uh, to buy prints on eBay or Etsy, frame them yourself, and then you're going to have uh, some better pricing on your wall art. Uh, another thing, if you're looking for artwork, is to listen to our episode 315, which we'd be decorating tipsandtricks.com slash 315. And we had some a lot of budget uh, wall art ideas there in that particular episode. So that's another great place to go. Oh, yeah, that one was chock full. It was. Um, okay, just another sort of blanket thought to think about when you're talking about budget decorating and and really getting the most value. Having a budget is not about being cheap. Mm-hmm. So think about that. I mean, you don't want to buy the cheap version of what you really want. If you really can't afford what you really, really want, think of a creative way to do something different. Don't just, you know, if you, like, I guess I'm saying, like, if you can't get the marble that you really want, um, you know, maybe don't go with the, the laminate, you know, do something completely different. Maybe do a butcher block or, you know, bring in an old piece of furniture and uh, you could even put a piece of glass on it or something like that. Like do something out of the box. Don't try not to choose the less than version of what you really want, because I think you'll never really be happy because it's going to kind of be like what you really want, but Mm -hmm. it's not going to be the thing you really want. So when you look at it, it's like "Eh, close, but no cigar comes to mind, you know, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So my thought would be just change it up completely. Try to think of of a very different way to approach the same item, whether it be a piece of decor or whether it be some, you know, functional piece of your house. Well, what about this? How about just focusing on one investment piece per year? And then once you've bought that, then, you know, 
usually we people can afford one piece per year. And then once you've bought that, then you're just going to wait another year. So one thing is, yes, you could go with something cheaper, but the other thing is you can delay it. So I think if you space out these big ticket item purchases, I think you'll be able to afford uh, more than, than you think you can. That's a great tip. And then you, you know, you're building literally and figuratively, like you're building mm-hmm. on your home. So you're building on this foundation of things that you love. You know, if you start with, say, you're going to do the floor and you really want the barn scraped, yada, yada, you know, wood from France or whatever. So do that and then wait and mm-hmm. live with the other things. I think that's a great tip because, you know, five years goes by pretty fast and you'll have five fabulous things, mm-hmm. five fabulous elements to your home. Right. Okay. And here's here's something absolutely no cost. Try going in some of your rooms and just pulling the furniture away from the wall and see how that looks because that's something that can really change the look of a room without uh, spending a dime. Yeah. Pulling it away or, and rearrange it. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, pulling away is so, such a great idea and it gives, it breathes new life into the room. But if you really feel like you're hankered to change, rearrange the furniture. Oh, great idea. In fact, let me build on that or rearrange your bookcases or your cabinets. What's in them? Just take it all out. You've suggested this several times, Kelly. Yeah. Take it all out and then start from scratch as you're putting it back in. And maybe don't put back as much as was in there before and be a little more selective. I thought you were going to say that. Just go and that's what I thought you were going to say when you pull away from the wall, which is a great tip too. But Anita always talks about, you know, take something away. Maybe mm-hmm. you've just got too much stuff in there. And that's, I mean, it's kind of like, you think, oh, that's undecorating, but that is decorating too, because that's decluttering. Yes. But it's adding Mm -hmm. this, this, you're adding air, you're adding Adding air, (laughs) you're adding blank spaces. I mean, you, you really, you need some emptiness in, you know, you need uh, your eye to rest in places in the room. If the eye doesn't have a place to rest, I think it starts feeling chaotic and stressful. Yes, I think so too. Okay, so I, I've been doing these like kind of bigger perspective thoughts. Now mm-hmm. I'm going to give you some of my getting to more specifics. The peel and stick tile from Aspect Tile, I probably some other companies make it too, but this is what I used. I put that in my laundry room. I had boxes of it and we were actually given it. I don't know if you got that, but one year I did Haven blogging. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I got that. They were nice enough to send it to me. And, you know, I put it with all the other things that were going to go in my laundry room and it sat for a year and a half or more before we even got to start the whole project. And it's really just been completed. So I have a YouTube video on my laundry room that I'll link here. The peel and stick tile is fantastic. I got the brushed gold and it's kind of like a honeycomb shape. They even have little um, edging, uh, you know, in the same material. It looks fantastic. And it, it, some, as someone commented on my video, they said it adds that little bit of bling that you love. And it's so true. It's beautiful. And they have different kinds. They have stone and they have glass and all this kind of stuff. Now, mine went on sheetrock and just you know, no special thing had to be done to the sheetrock. You just literally peel it off. It's like p- putting a sticker on. I mean, you know, you have to map it out and be purposeful, but you, you just stick it on. It's no big deal. Um, and I'm wondering if you could even go over a pre-existing backsplash if it wasn't bumpy or raised and it was, it was pretty flat, you probably could go right over it. So uh, you would have to look into it a little bit more on their site and find out whether or not you could do that. But 
hey, that was so inexpensive. And if you had something you didn't like and you didn't need to remove that, and you could just put this on top of it, it would be significant savings. I mean, right in line with the budget. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that sounds great. Um, old books. I think they're a great thing to add to your house and they add so much detail. Um, and then another thing uh, going along with old books are old bottles and empty cloches. You don't even have to have anything in the cloche, but the, I love the big Demijohn bottles, but even smaller ones. And I love the vintage ones, but new ones look great too. Mm-hmm. It's such a nice thing that goes with about any decorating style. I, it's it, often they're clear glass. So it's not something that's going to only go with certain colors or certain uh, decorating styles. I just, I, I love all three of them, the books, the bottles, and the cloches. Yeah, great tip. And adding on to that is glass containers. They are prolific at any of your thrift stores. Look in that aisle. Sometimes I just kind of gloss that over. I don't even go over there, but have a look. Even if you got three glass cylinders of three different heights, came home, washed them up. You could put green apples in one. You could put, I don't know, even like dried beans in another or something. You could put moss balls, willow balls, sand with a little faux succulent. You could do anything in those starfish. You could put Christmas balls for Christmas time. And those three items together can create a little vignette on their own. Or maybe you put one on these books that Anita's talking about, give it a little riser, fill it with something interesting, something seasonal, something that means something to you. That could be such a great look. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And here's another idea. And that is to keep you the color palette of your home consistent throughout all of the rooms. And when you do that, then as you're shopping your house, as you're moving things around, something that's in one room is going to work in another room. And I do this, um, you know, for example, I just bought some artwork for one room and I moved it to another room and then that artwork got moved to another room. I had new artwork in four rooms, but I only bought it one piece for one room. But because the look is a very and feel is very similar from room to room, it really was able, I was able to do all this rotating. And I do that with chairs as well, but you can't do that if you have a very different uh, style or color in, d- in the different rooms. Oh, yeah, that's a great tip of yours. And that is. Such great budget decorating and so smart. I love being able to do that. I can do that too. And it changes the look of the room so much depending on what you're moving around. Um, Harkening back to the books, a great place to get discount books, obviously thrift stores, things like that. But you know, it's a really nice place to get good books is oftentimes your local library will have a little secondhand bookshop associated with it. I know the the ones in the little towns that I'm in and the surrounding towns all have those. And they, even if they don't have a, a program for an actual bookshop or an area for an actual bookshop, they may have book sales a couple mm-hmm. of times a year. Uh, if I remember, Anita, I went to that one in the summer. Oh, boy, did I, I, mean, I got so many wonderful books and it was uh, maybe three towns over and I drove over and it was the afternoon and there were these lovely um, older people that were the volunteers. I had such a nice time and they had all kinds of books from coffee table, cookbooks, things. And, and most of them are in really great shape. They either mm-hmm. don't make it to the library or they have duplicates or something like that. So look out for those. If you're 
local library doesn't have a shop, maybe give them a call, say, do you have a book sale? You know, put it in your calendar. I just got a stack of uh, decorating books of that were like $2 each. Oh, stop it. Those yeah, can be so expensive. Exactly. And I mean, some of them are outdated. I got one Bunny Williams one, which, you know, is timeless. And I can't remember the names of the other ones, but they just looked good to me. And even if it is cheaper than a magazine mm-hmm. and you're getting a hardcover book and then when I'm done. Oh, with magazines it, are like five bucks, six bucks, seven bucks oh now. Oh my gosh. Dude, sometimes you go to the grocery store and the magazines are fifteen ninety nine, twelve ninety nine. Right. I'm like, oh, right. unless I'm in it, I'm not buying it. <laughs> I know. But then if you're in it, they send you one anyway. So you're good. Well, that's true. That's true. But sometimes you maybe want to get more, like one for your mom or something. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's true. But um, but the books, yeah. And then what I do is if it's not going to be a keeper book, you know, I look through it and it's like, oh, okay, okay, got what I needed. Then I just donate it back. Mm-hmm. There you go. And then they can recycle it it and sell it to somebody else. Okay. How about this idea? Let's say you have a headboard that's outdated, uh, but you, you know, really are not ready to replace it. What about getting some beautiful fabric? And I'm talking about maybe two yards and then just sewing the edges, or maybe you're using that no sew tape. It's a, you know, the hemming tape that you iron on just so that you have finished edges and just uh, drape that over your headboard. How cool would that be? That's a great idea. I mean, and if you, I don't think you would even need to really do this, but you could add some ties. But, you know, if you've got it up against the wall and you've got pillows on your bed, I think you wouldn't necessarily need to even add ties to the side. So you're saying you could do this on a wood one and or a tufted one? Uh, I think you could do it on whatever headboard. I think the uh, criteria would be that it would need to be flat on the top. If it's a curved headboard, I don't think it's going to look right. Yeah, unless but you're I think you a could good do it, sewer like you. No, I, well, yeah, you could, yeah, you could, you could, uh, yeah, you could sew it so that it would fit. But right, but so I think iron, wood, or even uh, upholstered, but yeah. it has to be flat on the top. Here's another idea of something that you could sew. How about making sweater pillows from? your sweaters that you don't wear anymore, or maybe ones that have a hole in them and you can kind of work around the hole. Are you talking about my favorite red wool sweater that somebody put in the dryer and that now will only fit a Barbie? <gasps> oh. Yes. Yes. I saved it for a pillow. I haven't uh, sewn it yet, but yeah. Is That's that what the boiled wool <laughs> look now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess you could call it that. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Barbie. Yeah. Well, well, Barbie yeah. will be well-dressed this year. It was not, I, I, I don't think you're alone. That, that probably has happened once in a while to everyone. Mm-hmm. I do have a gray sweater that that happened to. Um, but yeah, my mom just sent, my dad got an Irish sweater, I think. I don't, I mean, he went to Ireland with some friends at a golf thing. It's kind of weird to even think my dad would buy himself a sweater because he's not like a clothes guy, but I guess he wanted to have an Irish sweater. Was this Ireland? Well, of course, in Ireland, you've got to buy one. Right. And I I know that we, uh, he probably had them from growing up too, but they were probably little boy ones. And then my dad doesn't even like wool. Like, so he, he never, he clearly never had this thing on. And, um, so, and he's never going to wear it now. So my mom (laughs) sent it to, my house, because she's just purging herself of all her things. Wow. <laughs> and she ran right down. So I thought, it's a big sweater. And I thought, I should just make, a, but I've never done that, made a pillow out of a sweater. I think it's a great idea. Mm-hmm. And I think that would be such a nice t- 
textural thing to have. And plus, you know, even though my dad probably never wore it, it was his and he bought it in Ireland. So that's a really economical way to get a really cool individualized type of pillow and add a ton of texture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was probably a lot of money for you to get a pillow out of it. You're, they probably spent a lot on that, but hey, it was a great, great way to uh, reuse it. And not right, well, it I haven't done it yet, but it's you know, it, it just came, and I was like, wow, what am I going to do with this? Like, nobody's going to wear this. Mm-hmm. It's so pretty, though. It's absolutely beautiful. Mm-hmm. Well, how about this? Uh, we've talked about changing out the handles and pulls in your kitchen and bathroom, but what about even doing that on a piece of furniture for a new look? <laughs> Uh, also real plants. I think that's always a great idea. Mm-hmm. You've got to keep them alive, but, uh, they add so much to a room and pretty inexpensive. Usually you can usually get them in a lot of places. Oh yeah. And even branches, you know, well, the, the ultimate, uh, budget friendly branch is one that you cut from your yard. Right. So you can cut branches, try to force them if it's that time of year. But hey, if you have branches that are fairly sturdy, like more like a a woody type of branch, not one that's got a lot of green in the stem, um, you could just devoid it of the leaves. So cut all the leaves off and then you can let those dry and they can last for years. I mean, you know, if you you know, take care of them. And maybe if you don't leave them out all around and you wrap them up and they don't get dusty and stuff like that, you could have them for years and years and years. And that makes such a big statement in your decorating. Imagine Mm -hmm. a a big vase with very tall branches coming out of it. And some of the branches are so pretty. They could, you know, all the different types of trees, they could maybe have maybe a smoother red look or maybe sort of a a rougher gray bark to it and really be beautiful. So think about that, what you've got in your yard, or maybe your neighbors have some branches that you could cut. Right. And we've got two episodes, previous episodes that I would also recommend that were heavy on budget ideas, game-changing DIY updates for under $100. That's episode 310. And update your home for under $100. That was episode 238. And we'll include links in the show notes, but if you're trying to reach a particular episode, you're going to put in decoratingtipsandtricks.com slash and then the number of the episode. So it's, they're very easy to find. You know, I can't let this episode go by without saying something about spray painting. I mean, we, I could just talk about spray painting all day long, but I'm just going to limit myself to this one idea. So you know about all the baskets you probably have mm-hmm. in, your, in your stash or the baskets that you come upon in Goodwill and whatnot. Now, we all know not every basket is created equal. There are some fabulous baskets that you would never want to touch with a can of spray paint. True, But there is the um, bulk, I should say, of baskets that either you're going to see estate sales, thrift stores, things like that, or ones that you might have in your stash that, you know, something came in and you were like, oh, this is a good basket. I'll use this for something stash it. You know, you've got all those. Okay. So they're probably different colors, brown, and maybe not the greatest brown, maybe not that interesting of a weave. Pick a really great color and spray paint them all the same color. Maybe five of them, seven, even three. And then you can stack them or you can use them in different spots around your house for an interesting pop color. You could do any kind of color. I mean, obviously my favorite matte black spray paint, but you could even get really colorful. You could do metallics and then they will unify in the color scheme. And then the whatever, you know, 
maybe not so terrific browns or not such interesting weaves will be covered in this color and they'll look really great. They'll even look great stacked up. So if they're in different sizes, you could sort of, you know, stack them where they're kind of like not completely nesting inside of each other, but kind of angled. And that could look great on the side table or on the ground next to a chair or something like that. Oh, I think that's a fabulous idea. In fact, while you're talking about spray paint, let's talk about paint, paint, paint. You can paint furniture that's the wrong color. You can paint even a fabric seat on a chair. You can paint your kitchen cabinets. You can paint your kitchen backsplash. I've seen people paint their countertops. Paint just covers a multitude of sins and not just spray paint. That's another great uh, option for you. Yes. I was thinking about the fabric. There's actually fabric spray paint. So I was thinking like a whole nother universe for me. I'm going to start spraying fabric, but I've never used it. Uh, But I've seen a couple of tutorials on it. And I think the company is called Tulip, Tulip Fabric Spray Mm -hmm. Paint. (laughs) If anybody's done this with Tulip or whatever other products there may be out there, could you let me know? Because I'm really interested. My daughter has a a, a sofa up in her sort of homework hangout room and we got it at I think it was it was Crate and Barrel I think years ago and no matter what I do to this white slash ecru slip cover it never gets a hundred percent clean like bleaching it hot water cold water letting it soak letting it sit mm-hmm. and so I'm thinking of making it a color. It just doesn't look, it doesn't look dirty, but just doesn't look fresh anymore. Mm -hmm. Have you ever painted fabric? Oh, I have. I have a uh, blog post on it. (laughs) It was on a... Well, and I'm soliciting advice from others and you have a blog post on it. Well, it was a chair that had, uh, you know, it was, it was going to be, I mean, I could have just changed out the fabric, but it was a little more complicated upholstery than I wanted to deal with. So yeah, I used the chalk paint and just painted the chair and the seat the same, the same color. And it, uh, it kind of had a, it, the fabric then had a tougher feel to it. It felt more like leather, mm-hmm. but I thought it was, um, and there was actually some texture to the fabric. So it, that pattern kind of picked up, uh, through the paint. It actually had a pretty cool look. I mean, it was, it was a great looking chair until, um, it, it was an antique and I think it was starting to go, um, but um, it continued to get use until one day the, the legs just gave out. So Okay. So, but, but it got used. It's not like a chair that you had over in the corner. Oh yeah. It was being purposes. used. Oh yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm going to have to look at that. Can you please link that here? <laughs> yes, I will. And then you just, you know, you would want to wax over it because if you don't wax it, if it gets wet, it might come off on your clothes. So you definitely want to cover it with wax. Oh, okay. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but if it's just fabric, I mean, there might be, so what'd you say? It's a slip cover. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could even dye that if you wanted to. Yeah, I was thinking that too. Like, what? Do you, but what do you have to get? Like a giant vat? Do you, uh, who's? I've never done that either. Oh, like, just get one of those little. Well, I guess you could get one of those little kitty swimming pools to use. Oh, you are so creative! Kitty so, swimming pool. Well, because if it's a slipcover, I wouldn't bother painting that. That's too big. I mean, a seat. I think that's fine, but I think you're not going to like the texture if it's an entire right. slipcover. Right. Yeah, I would just dye it. I mean, because. 
for a slip cover, it's probably going to be expensive to replace it. It's going to be so expensive. I explored yeah. it and I was like, oh my gosh. First of all, you know, you're going to buy the fabric and then you have somebody make it. I'm not, I'm nowhere near. I'm, I'm, I'd be struggling with this sweater pillow. I cannot make a slip cover. Yeah. So be sure to use some gloves and a long stick so you you don't have, uh, you know, blue or it's not going to be blue. I know it's not going to be blue. No, not But you don't want blue. your skin permanently, you know, right. dyed. Yes. To match your slip covers. That's so. so funny. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, great tips. Mm-hmm. Very okay. useful. Do you have yeah. any more? Well, I'm trying to think here. Just a couple more. Um, one would be th- pillows and throws for a mm-hmm. fresh look. Mm-hmm. That's a great way to update your house without spending a lot. And um, also maybe changing out a rug. That's a great way to get a new look. And um Probably, uh, you know, if you want to stay on budget, I think there's a lot of trendy things that tend to be not that expensive. So people buy them, but then spending a lot of money out of that, then when it goes out in a couple of years, you're going to end up having to replace it. So, you know, kind of be mindful of what you're, if you're really on a tight budget, be mindful of how much you're spending on trendy things. That's good tips. Um, I love just adding a little something that's inexpensive just to change things up a little bit. It's not, none, none of these little ideas are monumental, but when you, you do them, they really give you a lot more back, a lot more bang for your buck, I should say. So chain from the hardware store. Now, if you go to your hardware store, whether it's maybe big box, but you know, I love those smaller mommy and pop sort of ones. They usually have chain link chain uh, like on those rolls in some back aisle well go back there and look and see what they have and it might be really big giant chains you know that people use to like winch up cars and things like that but normally they also have a lot of thinner ones narrower ones silver gold uh even black you can use this hardware chain to do a lot of interesting things with your decor add it to a frame that's hanging on the wall and it can, you know, just be decorative or you could actually use to be the hanger, but you could just add it to the ends of the frame and then bring it up to a point and then, you know, affix that to the wall with a small little uh, nail or something like that. And so it just adds a little dimension to whatever you've got hanging on the wall. You can also use it to tie back draperies. So you don't have to buy drapery, uh, tie backs that because they call them drapery tiebacks, they might be more expensive, but just use this chain. I did that in my master bath. We have uh, the WC, so like the water closet where the toilet is, is not separate, which I would like, but I've gotten to make it sort of the illusion of being separate. So I did a uh, drapery panel on a tension rod up at the top, you know, inside the recess so you can't see the rod, and then just kind of pulled it back. And, and, you know, like pinched it up with some chain from the hardware store. It looks fantastic. And then you can also use chain from the hardware store in a vase, uh, whether you've got something that needs water in it or not. Like if you did branches, that's kind of a really cool way to anchor the branches and you can still see the chain through the glass, but you could also do it with flowers that need water. Um, I have a, tutorial on using that in my book. It, I think it was the the January um, arrangement that I did that with. And it mm-hmm. looks super cool. And it also helps heavy branches or flowers stay put. 
Um, just the little things that you can do that can really jazz up your decor and make it very unique for not a lot of money. Okay. Are you ready to move on to our crushes? Yeah, sure. Well, I have a crush and that is using a silk pillowcase for my pillow at night. And uh, the reason I like the silk is because it does really, if you don't, your hair looks so much better in the morning when you wake up, if you use the silk pillowcase versus a cotton or linen one. And I don't really understand exactly what's happening, except that cotton and linen tend to wick the moisture out of your hair. And they say it it just kind of, it doesn't shine as much. It's more frizzy, uh, but you know, you're, your hair just doesn't look as good the next day. So if you are wanting to maybe skip washing your hair one day, it's going to, you're going to be able to get away with it a lot better if you have a silk pillowcase. And I've also heard people talk about getting the wrinkles in their face when they're, you know, from the pillow and that the silk pillows don't do that. Wow. So do you have um, a designated pillow that just had that? So that's the pillow that you sleep on. Do you leave that on your bed all the time? Um, well, I mean, I put it up when I make my bed, but yeah, mm-hmm. I have my own particular pillow and then I have silk pillowcases. I have satin ones, but then I, you know, I'm just changing it out all the time to wash it. So I have some backup ones. So what's the difference? So is the silks better than the satin? Cause I've heard satin, but well, I'm not seeing a difference. I mean, I okay. think some people swear by the silk versus the satin, but I think either one would work. I have both. Uh, the difference with the silk is though, you're going to have to be a little more careful about washing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's going to have to be washed on delicate if you wash it in the washing machine and then you really can't use the dryer. So if, so that's going to need to be hung to dry. Uh, if you don't. With your yeah. red wool sweater. Yeah. So <laughs> that's going to tear. Well, I mean, it's silk. Just think right. about, I mean, you right. know, it's like anything else silk. It's really not meant to be machine washed, but right. I feel like, well. It's a pillowcase. I'm not wearing it out for right. you know, it's an evening gown, so I'm not so worried about it. But yeah, but if you're concerned about that, you can always go with a satin instead. But I, I, it, I know my mother-in-law only slept on a satin pillowcase, and you know it was back in the day. I thought, oh, you know, uh, yeah. I just thought it was. I didn't really believe that really did make a difference until I started using one, and mm-hmm. I. That's when I realized, okay, there's a reason she slept on this pillowcase. Yeah. Definitely okay. makes a I'm difference. I'm gonna try that. I've heard that mm-hmm. for so many years. And yeah, the same thing, like whatever. And then you get your pillow cases and they come with your sheets or whatever. So you just buy them separately. Where yes. what would you and suggest? I, well, I'm gonna include a link. Okay, good. To good. some that I have purchased that, that I like. Okay. Great. Yeah. Okay, my crush for today is a beauty product. I don't think I've done a beauty product before. Oh. Um yeah, it's Dr. Jart, J-A-R-T. Premium Beauty Balm SPF 45. I got a little sample of this and I took it with me when we went on a weekend trip not too long ago, you know, because I always just like take all my little sample sizes and Mm -hmm. make do with those. Oh my gosh. I loved it. It's fantastic. It goes on beautifully. It definitely makes your skin look better. It doesn't feel heavy. It doesn't look greasy. It doesn't uh, start to sort of, you know, slide away as the day goes on. I would highly recommend it. So I'm going to get myself a normal size one because I used up the little tiny one. When you go to Sephora and you buy things uh, or you buy things online from Sephora, they oftentimes give you the little samples and that's where I got it. Oh, 
Great idea. Yes. So it's Dr. Jart, and it also has the SPF 45 in it, which everybody should be wearing their SPF uh, at least 30 all the time during the day. Um, so, and I don't really use ever use foundation or anything like this. So this is kind of like um, moisturizer plus, it's almost like I would say a tinted moisturizer in a sense, mm. you know, because it's not a foundation. I don't mm-hmm. really do that. Um, so very, very nice. I'll put a link in the show notes to that as well. Oh, well, thanks for sharing that one. I'm going to have to check that one out. Wait, I have, we have one more, one more thing. Oh, stop. Yes. Yes. Okay. It's not really a listener question. It's a listener tip, which we love too. So, and this is from Lisa B, um, one of our pals, Lisa has given us a, um, tip on a no curl carpet, uh, what what do I even call this product? I guess it's called never curl best V shaped design to instantly stop rug corner curling. Oh, that is is such a problem. Catchy name. Right. And I have to say, I love my rugs from overstock.com. I love them because they're very pretty. I know they're not very high quality, but they get a lot of traffic. I have three dogs now. Accidents happen, let's just say. They look good. They're not going to last me a lifetime. But the one thing that I don't like about them is uh, on occasion, out of no place, the end starts to curl up. Mm-hmm. So this was just a fantastic but, thing that Lisa shared. But I think that's any rug. I mean, I have some wool rugs from Overstock. I don't really think that they're less quality than other wool I, rugs. Mine's not. Mine's not even wool, I don't think. Mine's some okay. sort of wool. Well, wow. So this does ish. it. Uh, how does it work? Do you know? Well, it's um, it's safe for wood floors, for indoor and outdoor rugs. It's not an anti-slip pad. So that's not what it is. So it's really just to hold the corners down. Mm-hmm. Um, so Lisa says... Uh, her tip is it's something so simple that she bought on Amazon. She has many airy rugs, which we know because we were honored to do a consult with her house. And I think mm-hmm. we told her to get another one. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sounds um, familiar. Yep. And they have hardwood floors throughout the first floor. And um, she says, same thing. I had two rugs that no matter what I did, the two corners would just curl up. So she was putting books on them. I was doing that too. She thought mm-hmm. about tape, but she was worried about damaging the floor. And she bought these uh, items from Amazon and um, they have tape and you stick it to the corner of the rug and it's just heavy enough like a magnet, but not a magnet. So it weighs it down. So you're not sticking it to the floor. Mm-hmm. You're sticking it to the bottom of the rug, and then the weight of it is holding it down. I love it. Right. Okay, this and sounds. She has oh, one, I need this. Yes, I do too. And she, so and maybe other people do. So we'll put the link. Lisa, thank you so much. Really, honestly, I couldn't believe when this came through because I think when I got this email, I had your book, my book, and <laughs> I think I think a buddy. <laughs> is that what my book, book is? Is well, that what my book useful. is being used for? It's very useful. Um, in the corner on the rug. Um. She says, well, as long as the dogs don't think it's a place. To, no, no, uh, they don't. They're not okay. interested. No. They, okay. Good. They, I think I caught Edith reading your book, but no, she oh. wasn't doing it. <laughs> She's smart. She is the smart <laughs> one. Um, Lisa says, for whatever reason, make sure they're being shipped from the USA because if okay. they are not, they are not the same product. Oh, good now, point. Because they're, yeah, not everything on Amazon is the same. Right. And a lot of, you know, so something's. 
I think what happens is something is successful on Amazon and then, and then others try to sort of emulate it, copy it, and it might be coming from someplace else. So it's not mm-hmm. the original. You want the OG, never curl, best V-shaped design, rug pad, uh, rug corner curling something or other. They need to get a better name. First of yeah. all, it's too long. But um, this was sold by, because uh, she sent me the actual screenshot of what she got, sold by iPremio. So I, like iTunes, a small I, Premio, P-R-I-M-I-O-U-S-A. Okay. Well, and we'll, we'll include the links. So that's the company exactly you want to look one. for. Okay. So that's right? a great tip. Very That's useful. fantastic. I yeah. love this one. Thanks, Lisa. Yes, thanks, Lisa. And this is what we love. We love getting your questions and we love getting your tips. So whichever you're sending, please email us, send us your pictures. We love seeing the pictures. We love hearing from you. Our email is decoratingtipsandtricks at gmail.com. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. We enjoy it so much. Uh, And come back again. Remember, we're here to inspire you to create a beautiful home. Until next time. 